yo, this is Jersey Mike, a.k.a. Hacker Mike, calling from the stream of a random podcast. Is this Harrowed? Hell yeah. Harrowed, you are on live. You, we are recording this phone call. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Anytime, you know. So what is happening, my friend? Well, uh, I just fed my dog. Cause, I mean, they're not my dogs. They're my friend's dogs. But um, I ran out of dog food, so I ended up cooking for the dogs. Because, I mean, I eat raw meat, but I can't feed other people's dogs raw meat. I find uh, carrots with rice and chicken is always a very cheap meal for dogs. Yeah, that's a good one. But I had to, like, just cook some of my food. Like, I had some extra beef and stuff. And I had, like, a can of anchovies that I wasn't going to eat because I don't eat, like, cooked meat anymore. Mm. And I put that there, and I put a couple of my shrimp there, too. Well, they love, dogs love green beans. Oh, dude, it was, like, this stuff was really good for a dog. I, I wish I had green beans, though, but I just cooked with whatever I had. But yeah, rice. You can get a big bag of rice. Yeah, I think I should. But um, I heard like I have a friend who feeds his dog nothing but meat. Mhm. And they're like they're really like doing great. They're like the happiest dogs I've ever seen. They're like half husky, half pit bulls. What type of dogs are you taking care of? Well. I got uh, my friend's dog, Kitty. Dog's name is Kitty. It's a brindle, so it's like a schnauzer slash pit bull. There's some lab in there. Hmm. And there's like Irie, this other dog. That's a farm dog. She's old, like 13 years old. All right. She knows I'm talking about her right now. Well, listen, uh, Harry Reid, we, uh, we went over a whole bunch of topics before, and the recording got messed up. So which which one do you think is a good one to revisit? Well, uh, hmm. I think all of them would be good to revisit. Okay. Well, you were telling me that you're a, you're a Shehu, um, and that makes you hereditary to be um, some kind of a religious uh, guy. Yeah, like a shake, which is more like, uh, basically in Sufism, it's a murshid, which is like a leader or like a teacher. Is it like a shaykh? A is it like a shake? Uh. It's, it's different from the shake, mm-hmm. like the shakes, like that have money, because the shake is, it's from Persian, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it means uh, more like something like old, wise old man. Mm-hmm. Along those lines, so like the sheikh in the Ottoman Empire was more like a, like a spiritual healer guy, but then they still do that nowadays too, you know. And they have like a, you're, you said that your uncle is the um, is the sheikh. Yep, and he like he lives at my grandfather's house, which is also a temple. Yeah. And I guess it's also part of UNESCO's uh, heritage. World heritage. Does he have a funny hat? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, 
I have a funny hat too, but I got the Albanian kind. And does he spin in circles like a dervish? All all day. There's even videos. Uh, there's uh, videos on YouTube. Get the Wall Street Journal. And do they smoke? Do they smoke the shalom? Do they smoke the shalom? Um, no. No. Those are the Indians. Not that I know of, okay. but um, our sect like they do like self mutilation. Oh, that's cool. Which uh, like branding. Which I never partook in. Like branding and stuff. Yeah, like uh, like pushing a sword through your gut. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I mean that's awesome, but yeah. it's it's weird, man. It's weird, but it's and they kind don't of and like they don't bleed. An they don't bleed. Not as much because they don't hit uh, you know parts that are <laughs> vital. Oh yeah. Which is I know the trick, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I just told this on live. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh no! Well, we'll have to cut that out of. No, they're gonna be, be they're gonna be after me. They're gonna come after you now. Well, you I'm didn't kidding, tell the trick, actually. I'm kidding, but it's. I guess it's kind of like that, though. Like, I'm not. I haven't publicly left the set. Mm -hmm. But like, if I were to leave, I think that people would get like uh, mad, you know. Well, what number are you in line? Well, I'm probably like number six or seven. Because mm -hmm. I have an older uncle who was actually supposed to be the sheikh. Because usually the older one gets the position. Mm -hmm. But um, in my family's case, my uncle got it. Because I guess he suffered more because he was like in jail in Yugoslavia for being religious. Yeah, because he wasn't a good communist. And now there's no more Yugoslavia, and you know. It was because he wasn't a good communist, right? Huh? He wasn't a good communist, right? Oh, no, no. But um, from what I know, I guess my dad used to be a Marxist. Oh, yeah? But he doesn't talk about it. Hmm. He, like, he hates it now. He hates Marxism. Well, the thing about Marxism is, um, it's a great idea, but it, it, it's like they, they're complaining about shit, and they're like, oh, this all sucks, we have to destroy everything. Yeah, and it's kind of like, huh? Like, can't we all get along everything? somehow? Huh? Can't we all get along somehow? Exactly. Like, how... What do you mean? Destroy everything to rebuild? Like, uh... That's kind of weird, you know? Especially, like, I found, like, cultural, cultural Marxism mm -hmm. to be a thing in the U.S. while I went to college. Mm -hmm. You know, people would, uh... A lot of people were fans of Marxism. Mm -hmm. But I I don't think they understand like the like the whole plethora of Marxism like no they don't what it brings you know it's just that they were young and they're like oh well sociology classes this and this well it's it's really simple I mean they were um, you listen to my podcast right.
A little bit. A little bit. Well, you have to listen to the whole thing. Basically, they're telling us that uh, they have a hundred-year plan to overthrow the government of America. And they want to start by brainwashing all the kids and making them anti-American. And basically, they're going to find things to criticize, and there's lots of things to criticize. And because there's something to criticize, they have to destroy everything. That's the yeah, basic actually, plan. I heard, I heard of something like that, but from another viewpoint, too, that apparently they're trying to like control our food. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get us to go towards more like plant-based foods oh yeah well it's more than just plant-based food they want to they want to put us in like 100 square meter apartments right and feed us fucking cockroaches and they want to feed us cockroaches cockroaches or grain kibble yeah beyond beyond meat (laughs) exactly and that's it that's the plan and they want to kill yeah, off more than half. They want to kill off like more than half of the population somehow. Yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of being successful with uh, with killing off people because, like, a lot of people are. I mean, from what I've seen on YouTube, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole <laughs> vegan YouTube drama and stuff. No, tell me about it. We haven't. Called, we have to talk about the Funda plant. Funda. Well. Well, this is actually how I found my new diet mm-hmm. through, like, just watching these uh, vegan YouTubers. Mm-hmm. They were, like, really out of it because, like, a lot of these people, they post videos throughout a period of, like, five years. Okay. How they get skinnier and skinnier? They start, yeah, they get, like, very skinny. There's, like, a video... There's a few videos, actually, but the last one posted by this uh, Lithuanian guy, I think, no, he's Latvian. Yeah. S-V-3-R-I-G-E. Mm-hmm. Sverige, or Sverjex. Uh, Is he alive or dead? Oh, he's alive. Good. He's alive. He's, he's really cool, actually. Like, he talks about some controversial stuff, but, like... He makes these videos as well, like, um, about vegans, because he used to be a vegan, too. Oh, he stopped being a vegan? Yeah, he stopped. Like, he was very skinny when he was vegan, and he had, like, a psychotic episode. Mm-hmm. Really? being vegan. Yeah, and he used to be, like, in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess he tried to stab somebody. Mm-hmm. And then they sent him to, like, a psychiatric hospital. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, he, like, after a while he got better because he started eating uh, vending machine sausages. <laughs> beefies. Beefies. The brain needs some... He was eating beefies. Some of that you know those in Germany? The B-I-F-I, beefy? I have no idea. I've never been to Germany. What? You've never been to Germany? No, I only watch German TV, so... Oh, no way. A little bit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, they have these sausages in the vending machines. They're called beefies, and uh, they're basically like beef jerky or like those, you know, those crappy sausages. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's still, like, it's still sausage, I guess. Yeah. So do the job. I remember you, like, when you were back in Kosovo and we met... You were eating, like, the 
Kosovo sauce is raw, and I was like, oh, the man, what are you doing? Yeah, sujuk, you gonna eat it raw. Yeah, sujuk, but it's actually good to eat raw, you know, it's better than cooked, because it's already smoked, so... Yeah, and it's so full of salt and um, smoke that kills off all the bacteria. Yeah, but if you cook it, it's worse, because, like, cooking that type of sausage will just release cancerogens, you know. Oh, yeah? Like, people in my hometown, they cook it so much, man. They put it in the oven. <laughs> For 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary, man. Can you say acrylamide? What? Acrylamide. Acrylamide? Yeah, it's, it's acrylamide. A, it's the stuff that happens when uh, when you cook like carbohydrates and sugars too hot it causes like this cancerous substance called acrylamide in german it's like on cookies and like fuck excuse me potato chips and shit like that and like all types of burnt carbon oh man i heard like a lot of uh, when i came over to california i heard about a lot of people who cook that kind of stuff when they were in like prison, yeah, because they would like they wouldn't have any good food, mm -hmm. so they would like cook rich crackers with chips and put some dried shrimps in there. Yeah, so you were hanging out with prison people. Well, yeah, I guess I'm I'm not a few because like over here in Mendocino where I am. There's a lot of people who were involved in the whole cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. This is where all the hippies went after the 70s. I see. They just moved up north of the bay, and they took up properties, and then they started doing their own their own thing. And I guess like it's it's an interesting like uh, it's an interesting place because like everybody here used to be like part of that. Like industry. Yeah, like, like a I, subculture. I, I like helped out at a print shop once. Like I was doing some IT stuff, just fixing their computers and stuff. And the old lady that worked there, she was telling me about um, how the owner that used to own that print shop used to just smoke cannabis inside the shop. Mm hmm Before it was legal? Like 70s and 80s. No, well, it was like illegal. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's literally the Wild West. I had no idea it existed. Well, so the Wild West for me is like cowboys with guns playing poker. That too. Do you have any cowboys with guns playing poker over there? Well, there's, there's a bunch of them, yes. Like, I even, I had a friend who drove to a... Part around here, he saw a kid with a gun. Yeah. Protecting his own land. Mm. Kind of like rural Albania. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of mountains and very far regions, so it's a different, different, different U.S. Well, listen, you can't hear it, but there's a fox. 
screaming. There's a fox in the woods, a vixen, screaming. Like at, by your house? Yeah, we have a lot of woods here. Mm-hmm. And we got foxes. And the late foxes, I haven't seen any here. The girl foxes, the bitches, the vixens. They have mm-hmm. the weirdest scream when they're in heat. When they're looking they're for a partner. Scary. It's super, super scary. If you look it up on the internet, it's super scary. Is it like uh, Yeah, it sounds like a, a witch. I think I've heard that before. I guess that was a fox. That's a fox. I thought it was a deer. No, so deer do not make sound like that. No, no, no. I don't know what sounds deer make, but deers don't make much of a sound. As far as I know. I mean, maybe they'll do some type of, like, elk or whatever. They have those mating calls. But they don't scream. Not that I know of. I mean, I'm no expert. That's, but what I'm listening to right now is a fox. That's interesting. I've seen a bear last year. That's cool. kind of... What type of bear? Was it the one on the flag? No, it was like a brown, like a smaller brown bear. Like a black bear, but it was brown colored. Now, we got bears in New Jersey. If you look up bears in the swing pool in New Jersey, you'll see some cool videos where the bears come. The whole bear family comes and plays in some New Jersey uh, swing pool. Oh, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I had, like, I was kind of scared when I saw it because the bear was draining my food. In this wood cabin, mm-hmm. where I was camping at this campsite, and I just like went there, and I like I saw a mama bear with a cub. Yeah, now that's dangerous. Heard, that's dangerous. That, that's dangerous. Yep. Yeah, so, you like, want to stay I away from the cubs. Banging like some pieces of wood and mm-hmm. throwing rocks, and I started screaming in like a very like New York accent. <laughs> I was like, get out of here, you. <laughs> you bears. And then, yeah, and then like the cubs, they climbed up a tree. And then the mama just stared me down for a second, saw that I wasn't stopping, you know. So she like kept going. And then the babies, like they went down from the tree and they just followed her. Oh, man, have you seen um, Black Mirror, the, the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the dog, the killer dog, the robot dog? Oh, that's the new season, right? Um, maybe, and, and it chases the lady around, and she goes up the tree. You didn't see that? No, I missed the new season. Oh, my God, that's crazy. I haven't seen it yet, but that's, yeah, that's scary. Do you have mountain lions out there in California? Oh, yeah, there's also mountain lions, but, um... Do you ever listen to the Joe Rogan show? I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, actually, I watched the Joe Rogan show. That's actually how I found the, like, Kylo diet, because I watched the Joe Rogan show. I watched, um, you know, Sean Baker? Nope. This, uh, 100% carnivore diet guy. Yeah, I mentioned like, he mentioned some carnivore diets. I didn't know I don't remember the name though. Yeah, Joe is doing the carnivore diet, but I found that um like the carnivore diet is just halfway there cuz you're eating like Cooked. a lot of meat. Yeah, you want to eat it raw. That the body needs. Yeah. 
Yeah, but like, the thing is, I don't eat like a lot of meat like Sean Baker does. Like, all Sean Baker does is he eats ribeyes all day. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's kind of dangerous because we're not dogs. Like, dogs can eat a lot of meat, mm -hmm. but humans. We can't really eat so much meat. Mm -hmm. Like, we can subside more on eggs and dairy and cheese. Well, as far as I understand, like, the body, the human body is not built to be a carnivore. Like, we're a carnivore by necessity, but we're not like a carnivore by nature. Well, actually, I beg to differ, because apparently the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we have, like, uh, very short intestines. Okay. And there's this, um, if you would like to, like, research more on this, it's, uh, there's a YouTube channel called Elastic Strength. Mm -hmm. And this guy basically, like, he explains the difference between humans and great apes, mm -hmm. which is, uh, which kind of points towards the fact that we were actually scavengers, oh, like scavengers, we were eating okay. rotten flesh out of the ground. So this is where part, this right? is where you get your high meat idea. This is like a transition to the uh, high meat. Uh, well, maybe like the high meat uh, is just it came from this other guy. I learned this from Sparage, and then I read uh, Ogenis' book, and I read this other book by Weston Price. I don't know if you've heard about Weston Price. Ogenis von der Plant. Yes, but this other guy, Weston Price, he used to be a dentist during the 19... I think it was like 1920s or something. Okay. And he went to like far places, like he went to Alaska and he met the Eskimos. He met like both types of Eskimos, the ones that were still living by the old ways and the ones that were eating like American foods. And he took pictures of their teeth because he was a dentist. Yeah. And like... So they had good teeth? Back in, back in the book, like if you see like the people who were eating the traditional way they had like great teeth and they had no signs of physical degeneration it's like they had no crooked teeth and stuff like that yeah because they were basically living off of like caribou and whale blubber and they have this uh, type of high meat which is a fermented fish basically yeah they bury it they bury it for for months yeah, they bury it and then they eat it. But like, I guess uh, now they don't do it because of bolitism. Yeah. But um, I learned that actually bolitism can be avoided if you avoid getting oxygen into the meat. So like if... Yeah, if it's anaerobic. If it gets uh, fermented in an anaerobic environment, mm -hmm. yeah, the lactic acid, like it ferments similarly to yogurt. So basically, mm -hmm. like, meat can be... Kimchi. the same way. Kimchi. Yeah, like kimchi. But 
I hear that this stuff is, uh, it's got a lot of histamines, so it will get you high in a way, mm -hmm. but in a natural way. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's how, you know, they did it. It's like dogs, they but, do the same but thing. Listen, listen, Harold, if, if we're going to do a podcast here, you have to actually explain it to people so they understand. Can you explain this to us, please? Explain this to you. Explain it to me like okay. I don't know what you're talking about. you got to break it down. The high meat. Yeah, because around here we say splain. All right, I'll explain this. It's like um, plain. Just think plain. Well, plainly, it's the same thing as yogurt, but just done with raw meat. Because you can't do it with cooked meat since cooked meat is already dead. So so you can take raw meat and you basically um, apply... You put it, so this is how I've done it. I put it in a jar and I close it for 20 days. Mm -hmm. And then after 20 days, I open it mm -hmm. and it starts smelling kind of like a caramel kind of flavor. But it doesn't turn green or anything like that? Well, it turns brown. But it doesn't turn green and white and grow all types of fungus. If it's not good, it's going to turn green if it's, like, if it's too oxygenated. Okay, so you have to avoid oxygen. Yeah. But some people, they do the other way, though. They open it, like, every two days. And then? That's the aerobic. And then they close it, and they do that for like a month. Okay. And they eat Is that, that called burping? Blood. They burp it? Huh? You let the carbon dioxide out, you burp it? Yeah, they burp it. Like, once you open it, after 20 days, it like goes like... Like a soda. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's carbonated... Well, like, it's uh, it's one thing that if you eat once, then you can't go back to eating like uh, ordinary foods. Like you'll start craving raw meat and stuff. It's like uh, it's like installing Linux on your computer. Well, I have uh, been running Linux uh, for twenty years now. Exactly. It's one thing that you know. Once you do the switch, you can't really switch back. I've tried. Um, I've tried, like, I've done carnivore, raw carnivore, raw yeah. meat diet, and I got a girlfriend this summer, and she was like, oh, that's interesting, and she, like, was informed about the cooked meat diet, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll start eating cooked meat with you, and I was eating cooked meat for, like, a month. And mm -hmm. after, like, a month, I started losing a lot of weight. Is that, good or, is that good or bad? Are you overweight? You're not overweight, though. You're skinny. No, no, underweight. But I started losing weight, and I couldn't eat anymore. Like, so that's bad. Like, if I was losing weight, I'd be happy. But if you're losing weight, you're not happy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I just, uh, I basically, I started losing it, man. Like, I was... I was not thinking straight. Interesting. On the cooked meat. Yeah, so like, I don't know, I started getting like, 
hallucinatory. So let me, let me ask you something. So you're saying to me that our natural state, according to some theory, is that we were scavengers competing with vultures for like rotten meat that's like sitting in the sun for days. That was part of it, but I think that people actually like like picking the picking the bones. Yeah, picking I the bones. Because I also watched a documentary on the steps people, and they've been drinking mare milk for a long time. What's mare milk? Uh, uh horse milk. Ooh. Mare milk. Okay. A mare milk. Yeah, so like people, like humans also ate more birds because they're easier to catch. So like we weren't like entirely eating only rotten flesh because you can't really live off of that. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, like a boost. But um, for example, like milk, like that's, that's an easy thing to attain. Like even before agriculture. Because well, if you have animal to, husbandry, yes, you've got horses. Yeah, just do animal husbandry. And that's, like, what leads me to believe that we can do better on, like, you know, like, eggs and dairy and then well, some meat. think about eggs as, like, you go to the nest and you steal an egg. Like, you know, you know the location of five nests and you just go every day and you go collect an egg. Yeah, and that's, like, it's really plausible. And, like, I've been doing this, um... And you'll eat them raw and fresh. You'll be eating them raw and fresh for, like, a day old. Indeed, and then, um, once you drink a raw egg, it's also hydrating. Now, listen, the Chinese, they bury the eggs, 100-year-old eggs. What about that? Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. That's uh, actually very healthy... Because, like, and the, it's got uh, a lot of enzymes yeah. that help with digestion. So it's basically the same thing that goes on with the high meat. Mm -hmm. The same goes on in the rotten eggs. But also, like, the same thing is with milk as well. Like, if you let milk spoil and turn it into cheese... It's basically the same thing, or kefir, like really strong kefir mm -hmm. can do the same effect. Now, kefir is a fungus, right? It is. It's not a bacteria. Yeah. I think it's a fungus. Because I, I used to do kefir before, and I learned that it's a fungus. Now vinegar. mushroom. Now vinegar is a uh, vinegar is a uh, bacteria, right? It's like from the feet of the flies. Vinegar. Yeah, vinegar. Well, it, it's a byproduct of bacteria feeding. But it's from like the flies or bugs that touch stuff, and they get it on their feet, and then they touch it. Well, I think kefir, uh, vinegar usually comes from plants, like from plant fermentation. But it's, a, so it's from flies. It's from flies. Alcohol, 
and then the sugar turns into alcohol, and then from alcohol it turns into vinegar. Okay, yeah, I got you. It's from alcohol, and that's from yeast. Yeah, from yeast. And yeast is a fungus. Yep. Yeast is a fungus as well. But um, also the bacteria. So, 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 wait a second. Have you done any kimchi? Um, I haven't done it in a while. I used to do sauerkraut, and it's actually like the traditional food back home. I mean, I think kimchi is the most amazing food. It's so yummy. And it's really going to what you're talking about here with the with the probiotics, with the. Yeah, she um, is still like it's okay even with the with the Ogenis book. Like he mentions kimchi as well, but um, the thing is, like, it's not like it's it's good for the microbiome, but it's not as nutritious because it doesn't really contain any like macronutrients. Okay. So it doesn't really feed you, but it just, it, it might help with the microbiome. And it's good because like, we're not supposed to eat those kind of plants in their raw form, like in their fresh form, because mm -hmm. in their fresh form, they contain a lot of phytates. Hey guys, I'm 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 recording a, a a podcast here. Are you familiar with phytates, Mike? With what? Phytates. Phytates. Uh, maybe. Explain. Explain it to me. You got to explain things to me here. Okay, so in Greek, phytes is a plant. Okay. And basically, pretty much all plants. Most greens, they contain these phytic acids, like, uh, like, uh, kale, or let's say lettuce. Hey, you know my kale plants haven't died, they got snowed on, they got frozen, they got rained on, and they're still alive. That, that shows to tell you that, you know, kale is hard, it's, it's a badass plant, because... <laughs> It's man-made. It's what? It's man-made. Mm hmm. I made an. I did an experiment. I had a Chinese kale growing in my garden last year. Oh yeah. And I had cabbages, and I had uh, lettuce as well. Mm hmm. And then at some point, I just stopped, you know, feeding them accordingly. Mm hmm. And after like uh, eight, nine months. They were all looking the same. Like, the cabbage started looking like lettuce. Really? Yep, and then the kale started, like, getting, like, like, skinnier in a way. Yeah, it gets skinny. I mean, it gets skinny and it gets droopy. I mean, it doesn't look like I want to eat that stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. What do we do with this exactly. kale? And, like, kale is actually, like, People think that it's healthy, like mm -hmm. they do a lot of these kale smoothies, mm -hmm. but it, it contains a lot of these phytates, like uh, oxalic acid. I know oxalic acid. Yeah, like oxalate. Yeah. And if you get like a lot of these oxalates, they can like just stay in your kidney and form kidney stones. Kidney stones. 
Yeah, because they bind to the vitamin C, I guess. Now, did you ever hear of the No Agenda show? Oh, I've heard about this one. Now, the guy who, one of the, there's two guys on the No Agenda show. There's John C. Dvorak, who was a PC magazine dude from the 80s. Uh-huh. And Adam Curry, who was an MTV uh, VJ. And Adam invented podcasting. He's like the pod father. Did you know that? He's the pod father. He's the pod father. He invented podcasting. I was, I was also, I was always wondering about that. I guess he also inspired uh, Joe Rogan. And he's going to be on the Joe Rogan show soon. Oh, dude, that sounds nice. Yeah. I like I like the Joe Rogan show because he like he calls everybody like he even called Alex Jones. That was hilarious. The Alex Jones interview was hilarious. Oh yeah, dude! Like especially when he was talking about um like D and T. Mhm. Because he would say like uh, like I've had I've had an experience with that stuff in college and like. Wait a second. Hold I on. Dora. That's funny. Because he would say like that Nazi did uh, DNT and then they were getting a lot of science. Really? I don't remember that part. That was, that was Alex Theory. That's crazy. And he got it all from his father. Hmm. Did you ever look at trees? The silhouettes in the night. I'm sitting outside. I'm looking at these trees. They have the most beautiful silhouettes. Oh, dude, I think I should go outside, too. Yeah, I'm just sitting outside. It's a little bit dripping. It was raining before or drizzling. But we have the most beautiful um, nature here in New Jersey. You know, when people think of New Jersey, uh, Harry, they think about, you know, when they get out of New York and they see this, like, barren landscape of like swamps broken by like factories with like broken windows yeah, it's like it's the opposite though like it's I've been there and it's really lush and also like you guys got the best uh, milk you know they call it the Jersey cows <laughs> Jersey cows now, I think the Jersey cow is actually from the island of Jersey. I don't think it's from New Jersey. I think it's from the actual English island of Jersey. Not sure about that. I don't know the history, actually. I know that there's the Rutgers tomato from New Jersey, but I don't think that the Jersey cow is actually from New Jersey. But, uh, well, I guess my American friends, they just like to be a bit more patriotic, you know, and call it... New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but actually, like, New Jersey is it's great compared to, like, out here in California, it's really lush and it's way better for, like, growing food there. Well, it's it's so amazing. Our garden was so amazing this year and it's produced so much food. We literally ate every single day from the garden. We had fresh salad, we had fresh food every day. We had the most amazing tomatoes, we had radishes, we had lettuce, 
we had um, cucumbers, and this year is going to be epic because it's been set up, it's ready to go. I've got hundreds of bags of leaves that I've collected from all my neighbors, and I'm feeding the worms. I'm going to have the most amazing worm population here. So you're trying to do a vermicompost? Think about a leaf. It collects the sun for a whole year. Yep. And then it falls down, and people put it into a bag for you, and they put it on the curb. You just drive up, and you put it in your car, and you bring it home. That's really easy. It's super easy. Now, if you could get some chickens, do you have chickens? I, I, I could get chickens. Some of my neighbors have chickens. I've been, I've, been, I've been slow to adopt chickens because I want to be able to go on vacation. I don't want to have, like, the responsibility of the chickens, you know? Yeah, like, if you have foxes around, you have to lock up the chickens every night, like, yeah. before it gets dark and everything. Yeah. But um, the thing is, like, if you have worms and you feed your chickens worms, mm -hmm. like, the eggs, they actually turn red. Oh, yeah? Compared to, like, the normal eggs, the yolk, the yolk will turn red? Yeah, the yolk will turn red. I have a friend who's doing the same diet, and he posted on Instagram, like, mm -hmm. some, like, actual good eggs where the chickens ate meat. Yeah. It's like, chickens, they're not supposed to eat grain only. Chickens are um, omnivores. They eat, they'll eat other chickens, they eat meat. They're really chickens dinosaurs. They're, they're dinosaurs. But also, like, every other animal is an omnivore in that regard, because, like, even cows, they go and eat little chicks sometimes. Really? Yeah, I'll show you a YouTube video on that. I wish we could pull it up. Well, listen, this is just our first show. This is just our first show, and Joe Rogan can't show those videos. Oh, yeah, that's true. He I can't. mean, we can't show them either, you know? They're kind of brutal. Well, we can give people links in the show notes. Oh, definitely. I'll, I'll get oh, you the link. Wait, Ariana. 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 Ariana, I'm outside. Ariana. She's going to come outside. Hey, Ariana. I'm talking to Harry Reid. We're recording a podcast. You want to be? Want to say something? If you see something, say something. <laughs> if you see something, say something. But I guess she does it. Fala, fala, kreitve. Oh, fala, fala. You know what fala means? Mhm. Mm I do. I do. What does it mean, literally? Uh, Fala um, means Falim in Dieret heißt ich gibt I give you the honor. Does yeah, it mean of. Does it mean that I honor you? Oh yeah. Also, like uh, literally, the word Fal means like uh, gift. <laughs> gift. Like uh, when you gift something. Yeah. When you give something. So you're basically like. 
giving good uh, good vibes yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that. Albanian is an interesting language. Actually, I've been uh, reading the J.R. Tolkien book, The yeah. Real Meridian. Yeah. And it's really That's some heavy, heavy, learning. heavy stuff. Oh, yeah, I've been reading, like, I've been learning some Greek as well during this year because this primal diet primed my brain up to up to no good. Well, I'm sure that some Greek is very useful, especially the words, the vocabulary. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I found some connections, like, between, like, Greek and Albanian. And I oh, yeah. Because, like, they're so close by. And I Romanian. Like, the word... And Armenian? Romanian. 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 Oh, Romanian, yes. Now, in Romanian, you say, in Romanian, you say, like, hey, or at least they say in Cluj, in Klausenburg, in Transylvania, they'll say, ce face, which means, what are you doing? What are you making? Vas masu. Ce face. Face. Ce face. Oh. Ce. Ce as in... Like what? What? Just like yeah. in Albanian, and then facha as in factura or m- fatura factory. It's kind of like in Italian, they have a fio, fio, ning, the word. Mm-hmm. But it's a different one. But uh, Greek is kind of like opposite Albanian. Like yeah. um, the word for woman in Greek is very misogynistic. If you <laughs> Read it from the Albanian perspective. What is it? It's uh, Gineka. Uh-huh. G-Y-N-E-K-A. So when you say mis- G-Y-N-E... Yeah, Gyn. Gyn. Yeah, Gyn. So it's basically nipple. And K-A means... Well, no, it's not nipple. It's a boob. And K-A means have in Albanian. Oh. So it means... Boobs have. Okay, hold on a second. Now, what's the word for boob? Gina. In Albanian? Yes. Really? G-J-I-N-E. Mm-hmm. And ka is head. K-A. His head. Yeah, but you can... You can also use this for has because, like, Albanian has a lot of moods, and depending on the context, you know, it it means the same thing. That's hilarious. But yeah, if you if you tell that to you know other people, they'll be like, huh. Now, when you say misogynistic, mis, nonistic, whatever. Like, the gun in the misogynist is the Greek word for woman. Yeah. Right? And then miss, and miss was like against. That's what I always liked. I always liked looking at these prefixes and suffixes and all the different Greek and Latin roots of words. I love that. Yeah, like, it's beautiful. I mean, also, Albanian is kind of interesting because... It can help you explain these, like from a neighboring perspective. Now, did you know that the germ, the Latin roots are also in German? Like to have, 
Okay, so first haben. of all, haben and habare is Latin, habare. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I remember, and the thing is, is that B, B, the letter B and the letter mm-hmm. V are related, and they're interchangeable. Mm. So if it says have, you replace the have, the V in have, and you get hab, hab. Yeah, you just like switch one letter. I feel you like switch one letter. Like that with Albanian too. Mm-hmm. I had um some roommates from India, mm-hmm. and like we say chabone, chabone in yeah. Albanian. Chabone. Yeah, and my friend he would call his parents, and he would say kabate, kabate. Kabate, huh? So the cha and the ka is just switched up. Now they say that English is an Indo-Germanic um, language, which means it has also Indian roots. Oh yes, and, and I feel Potter. Like, uh, I think Potter, Potter meaning father, is also Indian. I think they say with a B, Babo, something like that. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on this one. But I know, like, uh, I see, like, a lot of connections with these languages and, like, Albanian, too, because uh, I feel like Albanian is kind of like the remnants of ancient Greek. Okay, you know sure, I mean? sure. Because it's, like, so short and it hasn't been written down, mm-hmm. which also doesn't cause awkwardness when it comes to spelling, because, like, Albanian has uh, each letter in Albanian is phonetic like, uh, sound. It's phonetic, yeah. Yeah, so each letter is phonetic. Also, I feel like there's other languages like that, like Vietnamese, German that does the same thing. German. German's also phonetic. Well, it is, but then it's like you still have to learn to pronounce some words the right way. Yeah? Well, like the word Deutsch, like through. Deutsch. Yeah. You you got the C-H, so you're forming a new letter with two letters. Diphthongs. Yeah, but that's just a new letter, but it's always that way. Yeah. Deutsch and Deutsch. But is there a C-H letter in the German alphabet? C-H letter? No, it's just C and H. Yeah, exactly. Like, Albanian doesn't have that, though. Like They have a chair. Yeah, like, they're already... I mean, they have other letters that if you get together, they form a sound, but it's actually in the alphabet. Yeah. So, the thing is, if you get somebody who doesn't speak the language, they have to learn to pronounce the C-H sound. Sure. So, reading CNH, but if you have somebody who's learning Albanian, they learn it in the alphabet, mm-hmm. so they already bring that to the table. So, like, it doesn't really require as much, uh... It's more explicit. You know, thinking. It's explicit. Yeah, it's more explicit. I guess that's, that's the word. But, but that was I just the like way they created the language. They said, uh... They took Turkish... I mean, there's a whole movement to write down languages. 
but the people, they still continue speaking, and the people are still a verbal and non-written uh, culture of mm -hmm. storytelling and explaining things and only believing what your family tells you and not believing anything else. Yeah, that too. Believing that, you know, your town is the center of the world. And believing that your town is the center of the world. Exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. And that your valley and then each valley. So, like, it comes down to the point where each mountain has, like, these peaks and valleys. And each valley is, like, its own little world. It's like Middle Earth in a way. Yeah. With the different types of hobbitses. The hobbitses. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like what uh, Kosovo was like for me. Like, I would go to different towns and they're like, oh, well, we're hobbitses too. But we just... Uh, different. We just eat uh, pita with spinach instead of pita with uh, meat. Yeah. Here. And here, and over there, they eat pita with... Well, we have to explain things to people. Pita is bread or like... Um, they would call it a pie, like it's a spinach like pie. Ponaco pita. Ponaco. But in America, they call it like a spinach pie. Yeah, spinach pie, but it's uh, different from American pies because it's made with layers and layers of flour. Like phyllo dough or... Uh, yeah, with phyllo. Phyllo or leaf, leaves, like thin <laughs> layers, very thin layers. Thin, thin layers, but that's the thing. Like um, they hey, only know the. Have you been to Trader? Have you been to Trader Joe's? Oh, uh, I have. They have a pretty a awesome. Ago. They have a pretty awesome spinach pie, spinacopia. Well, that sounds nice. And now, it's really cheap, too. Because of the oxalates and spinach. Yeah, the oxalates. Well, listen, I'll tell you what uh, Nani made for us here. She made some uh, pogacha. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. It's a butter-based bread, right? Yes. Now, pogacha in Albanian is called focaccia in Italian. Hmm. And pazul in Albanian is called fazul in Italian. Yep. Pazul, fazul. Yeah, pazul, fazul. In Italy. Yeah. Do you have a pasta fazul, pasta fazul in Albanian? Actually, Albanians don't eat any pasta fazul because uh, they don't they eat, eat pasta. Fazul with bread. In Albania, yeah. bread is everything. Mm -hmm. Bread and salt. Bread and salt, basically. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I had a friend from Kosovo, and he moved to Florida, where mm -hmm. he was working. And um, they went to a sushi place, and they ordered... Mm -hmm. And this guy, he, like, you know, all his friends, they ate, they finished their food, and this guy is still looking at the plate. Listen, listen, Artie, uh, listen, uh, Harriet, I have, a, I have a challenge for you. Why don't you walk to New Jersey? Walk 
Jersey. Yeah, why don't you just walk, start walking and walk all the way over here. Well, that actually sounds interesting. You should do that. You're young. You're you're healthy. If I actually, I would do it. I would do it, but I would like go to camps in the city. You could bicycle. Bicycling yeah, is about three times faster. Yeah, that's true. I actually bicycled like uh, twenty-four miles. Like you could do it in like a couple of weeks, a couple of months. If you started now, you'd be here in like March. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, you should think about that. Hmm. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but what's in New Jersey? Well, you got the East Coast. You can come visit and uh, and then you can go back. Yeah, that would be interesting. I have a friend, actually. He did that trip. Um, have you seen America not, yet? Not coast to coast. But have you actually seen America? Well, I've seen it from a plane. I've seen uh, Lake Michigan. Yeah, it's not the same, though. Michigan and all that, but not all of it. Because America is mostly empty, you know that? I know, man. I know. I see, like here where I am right now, it's uh, it's mostly empty. Like I walked three miles that way, three miles west, three miles east, three miles south, three miles, you know. Yeah. And I end up at a creek or something. Yeah. It's just uh, just more and more water. Well, we have tons of like, creeks here, let me tell you. We got swamps and creeks and lots and lots of water. Fields and stuff. Yeah, actually, like, it's beautiful out there. And I feel like, um, we got tons of water. A trip like that would be fun, but I would certainly get a dog with me. You can take a dog. If you walk, you can take a dog with you. Yeah, like take a husky or something. I don't know about the uh, bicycling with a dog. I mean, that might be cruel. Yeah, that's kind of cruel. Uh, like, I got little chihuahuas. In a short, like, distance. I have little chihuahuas. Did you see my chihuahuas? Oh, yeah, man. I remember your chihuahuas. I stayed over at your place. Yeah, I know. That time, and they would come and wake me up every... Every morning. Every, no, every, like, two hours at night. Yeah, and they lick your face. That and they face always, is good, I guess. And they always want to find it. Now, here, oh, I wanted to tell you something before I forgot. I think that the chihuahuas have a concept of a pillow and a blanket. Like, they might not have the words for everything. They might not be the smartest animals in the world, but they definitely have a mental concept of what is a blanket. They understand blanket? They understand blanket in a deep, deep sense. They know exactly what a blanket is, and they want to get under the blanket. Oh, dude. I, my dogs, they, they'll, like, they can't comprehend blankets. Well, my dogs are definitely, they, they definitely comprehend blankets, and they want to be under the blanket. They've been successfully domesticated. And they also they also serve as pillows. These dogs are actually perfect pillows. 
How's Dora? Dora's just barking right now. Come here, Dora. Come here. She is she still fat? Yeah, she's fat, and she's Godzilla. And when she wants oh, something, man, she will not give up. Come on, Dora. Come here. You should get her on the raw meat diet. Yeah. The raw Walmart meat. Well, I've been studying this whole meat thing. Like, you can get chicken for like two dollars a pound here. It's yeah, cheaper than dog food. Cheap. It's cheaper than dog food. Like I eat chicken liver, and I buy them for two dollars. Now the chicken liver, I have, I've been careful with that because the chicken, the chicken liver is like the filter for all the garbage. That's and, true, but you gotta make sure the chickens didn't eat soy. I mean, liver, you can hey, see it. I want to, I want to uh, tell you something. I'm looking at my neighbor's house, and he has a roof that has a certain shape. And I'm looking at this tree next to his house, and the tree has the exact same shape of the house. Hmm. I'm gonna take a picture of this. That's interesting. I think I'm onto something here. Is it a conspiracy? No, it's not a conspiracy. I mean, our, our uh, one of the guys who lives here, uh, I won't say his name, he's like, he was telling people that the Americans are Illuminati because, um, because they're triangular shaped because they're so fat. Dude. Can you believe that? No. Well, that's kind of crazy. It's totally Some crazy. people with the whole Illuminati thing. It's just not. You get any flat earthers out there? Any what? Flat earthers? Oh, I haven't met any. Oh, man. You should come out to Cali then. I'll introduce you to a bunch. Oh, you know flat earthers? Oh, yeah, I know this uh, programmer guy. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's actually a flat earther. No way. Yeah, like, he started, like, we went to this, uh, I, I used to go and perform at this pub, and he would, like, come and talk to me, and he's like, you know, do you know why planes, we should ask our friend uh, that works in aviation if this is true. He said, do you know why planes never fly over the North Pole? They're always 20 miles away from it. <sighs> they fly around it. Why? Because it's flat? No, because he was saying that um, there's Nazi camps in the North Pole. and Oh, I've heard beyond, that theory. Beyond the North Pole. Let me share this picture with you, my friend. I just took a picture. Uh, I might thing. not be able to get it because. Uh, oh yeah, you told me. I'll get it later. So. Oh, I got you. That's the thing. I got you. It's kind of hard to have this. Uh, no Wi-Fi. You know. Yeah. Well, you're low bandwidth. Well, listen. Let me tell you something. Back in the day, okay. 
Yes. In the 90s, I had like ISDN. I remember, man, I, you know, like, when we first met, I used to have that really, like, slow internet in Kosovo. What was we your speed? We didn't get any high-speed internet for a while, so it's kind of like, I'm used to it. What was your speed? It was a dial-up, so I would get a 50... No, 20 kilobytes download, so it was 250 kilobits per second. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I had. It was two times ISDN, 128 times... Well, actually, I had 128 kilobytes. Oh, 128. I remember those days, too. And then, like, someone would call on the phone, like, we had a fish restaurant, so we would get a lot of calls. And, you know, you would be playing a video game, and then it would just stop. So that's how I stopped playing video games. Well, I, play it. I, I stopped playing video games. I'm going to send you this picture. You can, you can take a look at it when you have time. Sweet, I will look at it after... But basically, what I want to show you is that the the right branch of this tree matches the profile of the tr of the house exactly. Oh man, that's uh, that's an interesting synchronicity right there. Yeah. So, what do you think about synchronicity, Mike? Well, let me tell you what I think about that. I definitely have experienced synchronicity. Um, I hear you like um, an example well I think that sometimes that time goes backwards hmm. that's interesting so like if you die I mean this is just a crazy thought oh yeah it's going to go backwards if you, go, if you die you might go backwards to a time that you were alive that you could make another decision like in a parallel universe type situation. Mm -hmm. I, I know I know what you're talking about because I kind of had like one of those experiences uh, this year on April the 1st because I was uh, I was driving a truck down a hill uh -huh. and it was raining mm -hmm. and then like my wheels spun out and I rolled down the hill. I had no seatbelt on, luckily, because if I had the seatbelt on, I would have been smashed. Oh, yeah? And, like, in that split second, like, when the truck rolled, and, like, I, I like, had this, like, it was like a hallucination, in a way. Like, it was like, okay, I died in another timeline, yeah. but on this timeline, I just continued. Like, I pressed play, you know, I, I like continued playing the game. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So you traveled back in time to a point where you survived. Yeah, basically. Like, I literally, once the truck was still rolling, it rolled on my back for a second, like the roof of it, and I managed to jump out. 
it was it was crazy. But um, I guess everything happens for a reason, you know. And that kind of like after that experience, I I ended up moving to town, and then like. I just started doing music and stuff, and it was like, it was different, but this diet really helped me because I was already on the diet. And, you know, after the accident, I went to the hospital and they gave me painkillers, like really heavy. Heroin? Yes. Can you hear me, Mike? I hear you. Oh, yeah, so they gave me, like, these painkillers, like, uh, opiates, you know? I said heroin. Yes, basically it was heroin. Like, it was morphine and oxycodone. Do you know where that stuff comes from? Uh, probably the Middle East. I don't know. from Afghanistan, a lot of it, I heard. Yeah, from Afghanistan. Like, that's the thing that's destroying people, you know? And I actually, like, I took them the first day. But, like, before taking the pills, I actually, like, after I was cleared at the hospital, I just went to the supermarket and I bought, like, two pounds of ribeye and I ate it like like there's no tomorrow. And I started feeling good. <laughs> That's but funny. But I still took the painkillers that night and then I went to this pub that I was going to and I met a girl, and I got her number, but I got it wrong because I was on those painkillers. And then I just stopped taking them, and, like, I continued, like, I continued eating, you know, this way, and I got better, you know. Did you ever meet the girl again? Nope. Never, ever again. Well, that sucks. But... But I learned, like, I was like, wow, you know, like, some people are like this every day. Mm-hmm. And it's scary because, like, it's, I don't know, it's like, how can you live like that, you know? Yeah. It's really sad, and I feel like the thing is that most people are just doing these because they're malnourished, in my opinion. You know, it's funny that you have strange cravings when, and and they don't stop until you get what you your body needs. Like if you need a vitamin, um, like sometimes you have a cravings for like liver or spinach yeah. or like something. You'll have a craving for something, and you just won't stop. Your body won't stop. You won't. You're. you're you won't stop craving until you get what you need. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, that's true, but, like, uh, the thing is that our body craves the most nutritious thing that it knows. So, like, if you never ate liver, mm-hmm. you won't crave liver. Or if you, let's say, the highest nutritious food you ever ate was an Arby's slider. Uh huh. Sure. And every time you're sick, you will crave a slider. Like if you eat. But if you had raw, if you had liver, you you would crave the liver. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, like if you try it once, then your body kind of learns it. Yeah, and then it will want that same thing. But it's it's like, what do you, like, what does the body know? Mm-hmm. Like, what the body knows, that's what it craves. You know, if it doesn't mm-hmm. know something, it won't ever crave it. You'll just crave something that's close to it. So, so I, I want to tell you something, Harriet. This mm-hmm. is, so I listened to Joe Rogan. I listened to Tim Ferriss, who was also on Joe Rogan. And Tim, and then Joe Rogan played this clip once. This guy, he's like, "Good." It's like, "Oh, you got knocked out. Good. Something bad happened to you. Good." Right? Yeah. And. I'm like, who the hell is that? So I started researching into it, and there's this guy called Jocko Wilnick. Wilnick. And he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Mm. And he's about my age. And I started listening to him, and he's like the father figure that I never had in my life. Mm, That's interesting. And he talks about, like, how to be hardcore. And how to hardcore alpha. alpha, yeah. But he also talks about this thing called the dichotomy, which is the dichotomy means the duality or the two, the yin and the yang. You know, the strong and the weak. Yep. And how to find the balance between two things. Hmm, that's interesting. And he's he's actually he's a very good podcaster. He's a very good reader, and he reads all types of source material. And it's about war, and you know. But you know, I've been listening to most of his stuff, a lot of his stuff, and it's and for me personally, it's been very enriching. But also the the uh, Joe uh, Rogan like um, working out. And uh, Jocko talks about waking up at four in the morning and going and working out. And I've been following that actually for months now. And they talk about like fighting your inner um, weakness and being hard on yourself. Yeah, fighting the inner weaknesses. I've been actually like listening to somebody else. Mm hmm. That was kind of like a father figure online. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not Christian, this guy, I think he's Christian, but he's not like, he doesn't like follow denominations and stuff. He's just like straight up, you know? His okay. name's uh, Jesse Lee Peterson. I don't know. He's kind of funny, you know? He's interesting. Like, he basically, he relates like, people's problems with their, like, upbringing, you know, which is not, like, very far off. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, like, helped me, you know, like, stop with the whole pot thing. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he was, like, he was saying something like, you know, like, why people smoke pot? Why? I was like, why? He said, because uh, they miss their mother's pity. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that on you mentioned that on our previous um podcast that got destroyed because we didn't um 
recorded properly, but you mentioned something about the um, the fact that the uh, marijuana flower is feminine. So you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah, that too. Like, basically, it's a phytoestrogen. It's like a plant estrogen. Mm-hmm. Even soy, like, causes kind of hormonal imbalances. But well, the thing with let, cannabis is yeah. that it gives you, like, an effect which does not last long. And it basically like makes you more docile in a way uh-huh. docile more not docile, not yeah. docile but docile docile that's docile. how you pronounce it so yeah like it does make people more docile and i feel like i mean some people are saying that there's a conspiracy that the government is trying to get people to you know just be high all the time and everything mm-hmm. and not pay attention to anything Mm-hmm. And to make them docile? I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like that's what the whole weed thing was doing, and then a lot of well, people... Well, what about the idea that fluoride... What about fluoride? Fluoride? Yeah. In the water? Yeah. Well, that's another topic. I haven't told you that, um, like, I don't drink water anymore. Like, I drink very little water. Like, I might drink, like... A couple cups a week. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if you eat raw foods, you got water in the food, and you won't need to drink so much water to hydrate. Because, like, nowadays, most of the food is basically, like, dry. Like, if you cook a piece of meat, it's going to start losing water, like, by, like, by the second, you know, or if you cook an egg, it's going to start losing water. So, like, you cook the egg, then you eat the egg, and you have to drink more water to digest that egg so you can form more, like, hydrochloric acid and all that. But also, I think you need fluoride to bind to the salts or something. Okay. I don't know. I've read about this, like, a long time ago when I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. there was like a, a village in Albania where they had a, a well, okay. and the well had no fluoride. Okay. So the people they were drinking that water, and they got this uh, their Adam's apple basically grew out. Mm-hmm. So it was like a disease. thyroid. Thyroid. Apple. Yeah, their thyroid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it started malfunctioning but they added fluoride to the water mm-hmm. to get their thyroid you know to work well mm-hmm. but i don't know what messed up their thyroid interesting but i heard like that's what how it was explained to me that it was from the lack of fluoride but um I don't know, man. Like, I don't really have an opinion on it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it should go in the body like many other things. Well, I don't know this. I don't know everything. I really don't. But here's here's what I heard. It's basically a... um, Fluoride is industrial waste. Mm Mm-hmm. That's produced 
I mean, I don't know the veracity of this, so maybe it's not true. Maybe it's just a conspiracy theory that someone told me, okay? So I'm mm -hmm. not going to say that it's true or not. But here's a theory, because people sometimes just like hearing theories, and they can think about it for themselves and, you know, do some research. I haven't actually done the research. But yeah. the theory goes that it's a industrial waste that would be very expensive to get rid of. Because, you know, if you have an industrial waste, you have to, like, go through all this processing and, like, waste. Um, mm -hmm. You have to, like, bury it somewhere, and you have, like, these sites, like, these super fun sites, and they're, like, contaminated for, like, 100 years and shit like that, right? Yeah, you have to, like, get rid of it and everything. So then someone came up with a bright idea. I said, why don't we just put it in the water and let people drink it? We just get rid of this industrial waste. Then they're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We can save money. We can just give it to people to drink. Wow. Well, I wouldn't be surprised because um, since I got on this diet, I learned a lot of things, like, that you don't really need salt. Like, I haven't had any salt mm -hmm. since uh, February. Yeah? Yeah. For a year? It's like... Yep, I've been reading um, Arginus's book, and he explains like more in detail why salt is not needed. But we eat salt because we cook our food, we but cook listen. our meat. And Hillary, you haven't, you haven't, you have to explain things to people. Who is Arginus? Arginus on the planet. Oh, sorry, I thought like we had that info. So we did not. In the other uh, podcast that we couldn't really get to record, we talked about this guy, Arginus Planet, who wrote the Primal Diet, and he also got some videos, like a five-hour video on YouTube called The School of Life. And he talks about high meat. Yeah, he talks about high meat. He talks about uh, the primal diet. Mainly so why don't you explain to us what high meat is first? So high meat is a fermented form of raw meat, which we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. If uh, you guys want to rewind and check it out, but it's basically like meat that's fermented under the ground usually or you could do it in a jar at your own home this is like the Iceland who they, they bury the fish for like six months yeah and um like the Eskimos you know, yeah. like Alaska and stuff they they used to like bury all the fish that they caught and they just go back and eat a piece but apparently like once you eat this it makes you happy mm -hmm. because uh it just it's got a lot of life, literally. Like, no, let me ask you something. If the Iceland people and the Eskimos both do the same thing, does that make them like related somehow or somewhat connected somehow? Not at all. Not at all. There's also other people who eat this kind of stuff in like Africa, like the Maasai tribes. They don't eat high meat, but they do, like, uh, they bleed cows, and they get raw milk. Yeah, they bleed, they, they drink the blood. Together. Yeah, they turn it into, like, a jelly, and mm -hmm. they drink the blood. But, um, 
Yeah, that's kind of like, I, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not there yet. Well, I can tell you this. I love bloody steaks and bloody hamburgers, anything that has blood in it. Yeah, blood actually tastes good. I guess like the chicken liver and have some of it. You eat raw chicken liver? Oh yeah, like it's it's great because like you know, there's a lot of fear mongering when it comes to raw meat. Like a lot of people will like rich people they will eat uh, carpaccio, they will eat mm -hmm. tartare. Yeah. But when it comes to a piece of chicken. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're prejudiced because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you know, you can get this virus and that virus. But the thing is, uh, nobody actually, no one who ever got food poisoning from chicken actually got it from eating raw chicken. Mm -hmm. Usually they got it from improperly cooked and improperly handled chickens. But like, contamination mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like cross-contamination happens when you have a piece of cooked meat and you touch it with a piece of raw meat. The raw meat enzymes mm -hmm. are going to bind to the toxins mm -hmm. in the cooked meat. So well, I know all about cross-contamination because um, I happen to be in an FDA-regulated business with my wife, and we're actually running um, a... Uh, FDA regulated business. Oh man, it's so, all about you know, like, you know, it's all about cross contamination. About. Oh, absolutely, cross contamination is when you have two processes that you don't properly clean, and you have leftovers from one process that touches another process. Yeah, basically, like that's that's it. So, like literally, if you eat a piece of raw chicken. Mm -hmm. You're more safe than eating a piece of raw chicken that was touched by, uh, than eating a piece of cooked chicken that was touched by raw chicken. Raw chicken. Because, like, um, the piece of cooked chicken is already dead. Now, the, so, the Jews, the Jewish people say that you cannot have a knife that is used for cutting, for touching milk. That can also touch something that touches blood. Oh, yeah, they call that um, bathing the baby in the mother's milk. I mean, anything that has blood in it, like if a woman has her period, she is then unclean for like seven days. If you touch a, something that's dead, if you um, handle bloody meat, then you're contaminated for seven days. And they have this entire ritualistic thing yeah, about... Kind of did you know that G Jesus, supposedly, with the Dead Sea Scrolls, that Jesus was also a member of these, like, ultra-Orthodox Jews that practiced these, real, um, that practiced these um, practices about, like, cleanliness and, like, blood and dirtiness and all that? It's basically like a primitive form of... Um, a primitive form of microbacterial uh, protection. Yeah, I think it's more like, um, it's like a system of control. Yeah, a quality because, control system. Uh, if you don't feed people right, mm -hmm. they're going to be more docile. Like, let's look at uh, India and mm -hmm. the whole case system. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, the lowercase people, they were eating grains and vegetables. Okay. So they would, like, they wouldn't grow strong and they wouldn't overthrow the government. Mm. The same thing with, like, uh, Jewish people. Like, they weren't allowed to, you know, eat dairy and meat at the same time, which is actually a good combination since it, like, the meat rebuilds the body and the dairy, it, like, cleans you out. Hmm. It's detoxifying in a way. But um, a lot of these religions, they try and control people by food. Islam does the same thing in a way, because like in Orthodox Islam, like in Sufism, where I grew up, there's a month, like the Muharram month, Mm -hmm. where you literally don't eat any meat. Yeah. And you only drink muddled water. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember, like, I was doing that fast one time, but my dad does it every time. And, like, while I was doing that fast, I was really, like, I was more angry, you know? Yeah. And well, absolutely. And everything. So, like, I understand how people, they fall into these beliefs. Well, you absolutely covered that before when you said that these people who were going on the vegan diets get very upset oh yeah like if you go um i live close to the burning man festival and i see all these burning man people Mm -hmm. they go to the burning man and they do a lot of hallucinogens and then there they have this epiphany but it's not an epiphany it's just other people telling them to go vegan to not be cruel to animals Mm -hmm. but they don't realize that plants are animals too but they just can't walk and well, they attack us with chemicals instead. Plants are alive. Yeah, they're alive. And, and they communicate with yeah, each other with communication. And they protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Like most plants, we can't eat because they have so many like poisons. Well, let me talk about that for a second. So basically, the theory that I heard that I liked was that humans became carnivores because they became, they had to travel around. Mm-hmm. And every time you travel to a new place, you have new plants, and you have to sacrifice hundreds of people to figure out what plants are edible and not. It's like, hey, Harry, why don't you try eating this plant, and let's see if you die. Oh, I'm sorry, you died. Okay, well, that plant's not edible. Okay. Now, Jimmy, look at this plant over here. Why don't you try eating that plant? Tell us if you die or not. And after you sacrifice hundreds of people, you figure out all the plants which are edible or not edible. Yeah, but also, what makes you think that most of the plants that we're eating are actually feeding us? Hmm. You mean they're actually nutritious? Yeah, like, let's say if you... Like, according to, like, Ogenes van der Planet, he ruled out plants this way. He said that if you have a plant and if you can eat it in its raw form, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you have to cook it and render it, like... Mm-hmm. Like ten times? Basically, 
chill it mm-hmm. because like once you cook it you're killing it mm-hmm. is it actually feeding you you know or is it just going through you like um fiber for example is indigestible and in german fiber is called blastoff blastoff this year yeah it fills you but it does not satiate you so like if you eat let's say salad ballast ballast Glass, ballast, ballast, ballast. Yeah, like a balloon. Well, in English, there's the word ballast, which you use um, when you you have ballast on it on a mm-hmm. balloon to weigh the balloon down. Yeah, so like it's weights. Because like the thing is that we can't. Well. The contemporary thought is that you can't feed everybody with nutritious animal foods, mm-hmm. so you have to eat some plants to keep the people satiated. Mm-hmm. And the fiber, like, it fills people up and like white bread. the idea of satiation. Yeah, like white bread as well, or like white bread is basically grains that have been ground up because, mm-hmm. like, you can't eat the grain like in its raw form because it will kill you but they grind them up they bleach them with chemicals and then they turn it into like uh like chewing gum type thing mm-hmm. and blow it up with yeast yep. and then they expect they put some eggs in there like three or four eggs just to give you the idea of uh of an animal food mm-hmm. some butter in there you know, it's it's basically, it's a scam, you know, like a lot of the cuisine foods mm-hmm. are just like imitating, imitating animal foods. Like, for example, pizza, it looks like a bloody, like a bloody dead animal. Uh-huh. Usually they put tomato sauce and mm-hmm. they put a little bit of meat or something. Mm-hmm. But if you watch like... These vegan channels, they're all trying to do the same thing. Like, they make mm-hmm. vegan lasagna, and it looks bloody red. Interesting. So, the thing is, like, uh, our eyes always lie to us. Hmm. Because if something looks appealing, like if it's red, and, you know, it's looking really tasty, then you will eat it. But the thing is, also, TV is, like, uh, deconditioning us from nature. I don't know if you've read uh, 1984 uh-huh. with, with the nature deconditioning. Okay. So, basically, we've had, I mean, I think this, that we've had nature deconditioning going on for a while just through these Hollywood movies mm-hmm. where they show people bleeding but in like very unreal ways okay. that they want you to think that that blood is disgusting and it's you know it's like foul and everything mm-hmm. but I don't know I took a CSI class and I learned what actually happens during that process mm-hmm. and it's just it's just more natural than it's portrayed by the media okay so like uh, that makes people afraid of, like, uh, raw meat and, like, raw foods because, like, we've been deconditioned and we've been conditioned to eat other things that look like what we're supposed to eat 
That's a very interesting theory. I never heard this before. Yeah, it's 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 like it's a pretty late theory. I kind of uh, I was watching this guy's Sparages videos, Sparia, on YouTube, and he like he basically just uh, makes response videos to vegan channels mm -hmm. that are trying to do the same thing, like they they're trying to imitate meat. Or some vegans, they would talk about dreaming about, like, a piece of meat. So it's like, it's like our bodies crave that. Well, I think that they, it does crave it. Now, look. So here's the theory that I heard. That um, basically, so you have these plants, and they're mostly deadly, and it takes forever to figure out, like, which plant is edible and what plant's not. You mentioned, like, if it's really edible or really not edible, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But the theory goes that all animals are edible. Yeah. Like, every single one of them. That's true. Like, but all... The thing is, carnivore animals are not preferred because they're not fat. And they also, well, not only that, also because of the heavy metals. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they collect cadmium. Like, did you know, if you look at the, the, um, the level of the, uh, if you look at the, um, ever look at the uh, element table? And potassium is just underneath cadmium. Mm -hmm. So potassium is like the, the nice form of cadmium. Cadmium is just the heavier form of, of potassium. It's got more neutrons. Yeah, so it's like heavier. It? It's heavier, but it's basically the same thing. I see so you have like heavier and heavier forms of the same exact thing. Like you were talking about like fluoride and fluoride and chlorine are both related. I think those are like the halons. They're like the lighter metals. Yeah. Basically like they use fluoride to bind to the salt and flush it out of you. So they're using us like uh well, salt salt is made out of sodium and chloride. Yeah. Chlorine. Chloride and, and chloride are close, right? I think that chloride and fluorine are very close. They might just be one level apart. I'm not sure. You'll have to check. Yeah, so they got, like, the same amount of electrons, so... Yeah, so the electron levels are the same, just the number of neutrons are different. Yeah, so it's like basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. It's the same shape. It's just heavier. Oh, nice. That's, uh, that's interesting because I've been reading uh, Arginus's book and he talks about, um, like, now we're going to uncharted ter territory. Mm -hmm. He talks about detox and heavy metals like uh, in fish mm -hmm. like uh, a lot of fish they contain mercury yeah and apparently like 
if you eat those fish, that mercury, it binds to other toxic metals mm -hmm. in the body and helps you get them out in a way. Mm. But like not at high doses, like a little, little by by little. Because hmm. he was saying that a lot of us, like a lot of people, have formaldehyde. Yeah. In their bodies, because uh, the vaccines that we take, all of them basically contain formaldehyde. Hmm. And also the shrimp and the um, the lobster have formaldehyde. Oh and man! Cr crabs. So supposedly they're packed up in formaldehyde and shipped in formaldehyde. So they put formaldehyde in them? Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I heard some rumor. See, a lot of this, what I'm telling you, is just not, I don't know, like, for a fact. But I heard, I, I picked it up. I picked this up somewhere. That's interesting, though. That I heard a rumor that like Red Lobster ships their king crabs from Alaska to like New Jersey in formaldehyde. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, it's like it's plausible because like usually they use a lot of uh, different chemicals to preserve different things, like even rice. You know, rice is preserved. Uh, it's been like sprayed with pesticides and everything, and oh, yeah. then wash it with with all that stuff. And then, like, if you take rice, you can actually extract lactobacillus out of rice. Because hmm. uh, I guess it's from the pesticides. Interesting. <laughs> lactobacillus. Which is the same bacteria they used to make uh, pasteurized yogurt. Yeah. Okay, Harriet, I think we have a lot of topics we have to talk about. Um, oh, yeah, man. I think next time I'll take some notes. Yeah, we need to get some more facts here. We need some more facts. We need some yeah, more. Yeah, we need to, like, get it together. I'll, like, take some references and mm -hmm. some links because like this time I wasn't really prepared no and I was going all over the place that's fine we'll continue we'll continue this conversation this is very good thank you for your time I'm gonna go to sleep I think soon oh me too man definitely I've been doing the waking up at five or four every morning how long uh four like a month. What do you do at that time? That's the synchronicity. Well, I've been going to the gym actually at that time. Uh, I've been going like walks. Basically, I, I just take these dogs out. There's uh, this big husky, half wolf, half husky. She's like, uh, she needs to walk. You know. L let me ask you this: Do they wake you up by licking your face or something like that? Sometimes. Because my dogs, they'll wake me up. They'll be like licking my arm or licking my face and waking me up. And now I just hear this dog, there's this uh, old dog, and she's always like, she got a weak, uh, you know, bladder. And she wakes up at four, you know, and she's like, <laughs> 
Like I need to go out. Yeah, she'll wait. she'll tell you. Yeah, so it's it's nice. I also like I I got a cat too. Like it just came over, and the cat was waking me up like way earlier. So it's oh. kind of kind of hard to sleep All right. nowadays. All right, it was great. Yeah, it was great talking. Talk. See you next man. time, man. Good night. See you next time. On the next episode. Yeah, on the next episode. See you, man. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Follow the Fala, Fala. Fala, Fala. Fala, Fala. <laughs> okay, see ya.